Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! We're brothers... So we all stayed stage front. Oh, like a rainbow five. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then everyone went their own way and All right. Well, Buzzers, sorry for the long introduction. Welcome to After Buzz TV's Arrow After Show. Yes, you are watching the right after show. I'm Allie Conor Bradford. You can find me at Boys and Beauty01. Make sure you join our conversation tonight. You too can be a co-host. All you have to do is use the hashtag ABTV Arrow, and we'll be checking that throughout the night. But let's get to some of our other fancy schmancy hosts. Man, fancy schmancy. Um, I am stunned. I am Lex Michael, all over social media at the Lex Michael, and now I will not cease uh, until we get a Diggle Brothers spinoff that recycles that theme song. That would be amazing. <laughs> And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at, at Tari J. It's T-E-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kia J. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. We're checking the hashtag. I am getting the live chat up just as soon as technology decides to behave. Overwatch, I am not. But yeah, we'll see your comments. Yay! All right, so let's start talking about the show tonight. The first thing for me is Felicity. Times two, I guess 2.0, I don't know. Um, obviously, she's having a little bit of hallucinations. How do we feel about this? Because right off the bat, I was slightly annoyed. She really should have gone to her doctor or at least called them and said, I am having these really bad side effects from this medicine. Can we switch to something else? Because unless you're in a very specific situation and there's um, med- interactions, what's the word I'm looking for? When two medicines clash and do awful things with each other in your body. You know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's just too logical for this show. It kind of is, but I feel like that's something that they really should be worrying about, you know? 
Well, I like, too, it felt very much uh, the lead-up to and reveal of the doppelganger when Felicity was hearing all these voices felt very, very Norman Osborn to me. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, she starts talking to a darker version of herself, in this case, literally the gothed-out version of herself. I don't know if this has come up on this show before whenever we have referenced uh, goth Felicity, because she hasn't come up in a while, um, looks almost exactly like Death from the Sandman books. That probably has come up, but she comes up so, so infrequently that... I mean, when was the last time we talked about Goth Felicity? Last season? Probably wouldn't have to be. Yeah, Yeah. but almost exactly like that, to the point where I'm assuming that has to be intentional. But how did you guys feel about that? Just in general, because the reason I ask is because it's not something we've seen a whole, whole lot of. I mean, we saw the vertigo effect in the past with the scene and what have you. But this, for some reason, was really weird, and it didn't rub me the right way initially. I thought it, well, I guess for me, it felt like a very TV thing to do, where they want to get her to work through her feelings, but they don't want her to just be sitting in a room being like, oh no, Felicity, don't feel sorry. Don't don't think about that. It's it's a good way of manifesting those feelings, and it kind of, it leaves us to wonder if it was the medication, or if it's just how she see, how she deals with emotions and things like that. Because, like, I feel like this is the first time she's really had to deal with something this personally uh, shocking. Yeah, it's a very good way of taking what's going on in her head and putting it on the screen because it's not like in a book where we have third-person omniscient and we know, or like she can just have a soliloquy at the audience. It doesn't work that way. And so given the excuse of the medication, which can screw you up six ways to Sunday, as I'm sure many of our viewers can attest, (laughs) it's a good device to use and a good time in which to use it to be able to pull that to the forefront and say, okay, we're working it out like this so the audience can be privy to this process. I see. Well, I feel like a lot of what she was doing, too, had to do with self-pity, self-blame, which to me... It's normal in that process when you're dealing with such a huge issue that happens in your life. But for anybody else here on the table, did you guys feel like, oh, self-pity? Not really. No. It just, I, I mean, I, I, Katie, I agree with what you were saying. Like, I like, I just like it as a device. Um, it did feel like, okay, goth Felicity is a very interesting and specific choice is that if you're going to imagine your inner monologue as a separate entity going with that version of herself I think was very specific and and very appropriate, especially if we are going to talk about shades of self-pity and woe is me and the darkness and really, um, what's the word? Uh, Indulging, it's not the word I was looking for, first one that came to mind, indulging in that darkness a little bit. Um, But I like, I just liked getting to see Emily Bett Records play these two personas off of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's phenomenal on this show. She has been since the day she showed up and just watching her play multiple notes simultaneously off of herself was really entertaining to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a ton of fun to watch and extremely well shot seamlessly. Yeah. I will say the thing that I felt was like a nice reveal, and maybe it's just something that I've missed in past episodes, but one of the things I call Felicity Point Two or 2.0 or whatever you want to call it at home is she had made mention that the last time Felicity did the switchover or the mask as a 
her other part would like to call it, was when she had the breakup with Cooper, and it was such a life-changing thing that that's when she busted out the hair dye and took the contacts out and blah, 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 and swore to herself that she would never be this person again. And now that she has a second big change in her life, that's the opportunity for her to go in the direction of either that again or to own who she is, and she chose to own who she is. And what I find intriguing is that it wasn't Oliver's death. God, was that only last season? That sparked this sort of change. It was a change to her own situation. So it wasn't the same, I lost someone I cared about again, here we go. It was, I'm losing words tonight. It's, it's, (laughs) yeah. But you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, Yeah. completely. Well, and it's something (laughs) that I think is very, that's very true to reality. And then I mean, I think we all probably know a number of people who, using a breakup as an example, it feels like, and I think it, it relates, Katie, to what you just said about it wasn't necessarily Oliver's death. Like, that's something that happened to somebody she cared about. This is something that happens to her. So for a lot of people, it's not being shot by a supervillain. It's, you know, something like a breakup, which feels very much like it's something that happens to you. And in a situation like that, I think a lot of people reach for uh, any little element that they can control. So oftentimes it's like, yeah, I feel like everybody knows the person, whether they're male or female, who gets out of a relationship and then immediately changes their hair color, for example. Right. Oh, yeah. So that, I thought, was a nice, very realistic touch. Yeah. And, I mean, beyond that, like, it's also back when, I mean, kind of piggybacking off of both Katie and Lex, that, like, back when Oliver died, died, quote, unquote, um, she also had to be the anchor for the team, but at this point they ha- they're a well-oiled machine, and it kind of gave her the the notion that she wasn't needed at all. And so that's also where a lot of her anxiety is coming in. Is that like now? Not only is she <coughs> kind of a side member, but also now she has this other thing to deal with. So, I mean, ultimately, is she going to be a burden on the team? Is she even uh, worth being around? That kind of thing. Well, and we're seeing the team try to function without, not using the backbone <laughs> metaphor anymore, beyond that. Yeah. Yikes. It's infrastructure. Yeah, there we go. Yes. There because we go. Because she is the team's infrastructure. She is that <laughs> central hub that keeps everything up. And so them running into, okay, this is security we can't get past, or, okay, we need to track this down, um... How? Right. <coughs> Are you okay over there? Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh. Show <laughs> is over. That's a wrap on Alicone, everybody. Um, yes. Do you need some water? <laughs> I have a throat drop. Uh, I'll be is okay. It, is it working? Okay. It's trying to work. It's trying to work, guys. Apologies. For it the is cold extra. and flu um, season, ladies and gentlemen, and yeah. that makes life super interesting around here. Yes. Uh, but I did like, too, that through the use of this device, we did get to focus a lot on this internal struggle that Felicity's having. And I like, and this is something that I appreciate that the show has been doing more in the past year. Uh, there is an opportunity where, if they were so inclined, they could take this and milk the drama out of it over the course of many, many shows to the point where it would get very, very tired. So I appreciate that using this device, we could really deal with it extensively in this episode and get her, by episode's end, to a healthier place. So much so that I think now, in my own life, whenever I really need to process something tough, I'm going to imagine myself talking to Goth Lex about it, <laughs> and we're going to see where I get to in the end of 40 minutes. And then you're going to go burn a picture. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I I think that's something that this show has gotten really good at over the seasons is instead of focusing on, oh, look, drama, 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 it, it's getting better 
at mitigating some of it and focusing on more of the overarching issues. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's I like that. Well done. Very much becoming a character uh, <laughs> show as opposed to just like a, <coughs> here's a story, here's a plot, do something with it. They're learning. And yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I really liked the speech, actually, that Oliver had given her at the very, very end when he had said, and I, I really, really like this, guys, how he'd said, you know, we live in a world. I know that I don't want to... Living in denial is not healthy, but at the same time, we live in a world where we've seen people shrink and fly and come back to life, and I will not stop until we find a way to make you walk again. And I was like, and this I is right love after, you. That's right after the, it's not good for us to be in denial, but I'm going to be in denial. <laughs> but it's honey, a, but, honey, no! <laughs> no, but it's not. I don't see it as denial. I mean, it, I get what he's saying, but he also was very right. In, I mean, come on. Bringing somebody back from the dead. Who would have ever thought? Yeah. And they, they live have, in yeah, that world. They have actually climbed bigger hills at this point than figuring out how to restore the use of somebody's legs. That that said, yeah, it's a little bit of, well, yeah, exactly what you said. What? Like, everything keep... before, if you look at a sentence, everything before but is a lie. Yeah. Well, here's what I was going to say. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if I'm going to get lashed out so hard by fans? Sorry in advance. But wouldn't it be cool if we could just dump the bottom half of her in a Lazarus pit and heal the bottom half of her? <laughs> I mean, if they could... To, in fairness, if you could find a working Lazarus pit in-universe at the moment, that's maybe not impossible, but they've created a situation where, and I'm sure because they're Lazarus pits, there's always one more somewhere. Right. Always. Are, are her legs but, just going to have rage? Is she going to want to go yeah. after yeah, she's, <laughs> she's going to like... Yeah, she's going to be running all over the place, bumping into stuff, like trying to like hold, hold on to the cabinet so her like doesn't fly into the living room. Um, but yeah, we're in a situation right now where, as far as we all know, there aren't any Lazarus pits yeah. that we Hashtag can go find. Aeroscience. Though we do have, we do have a, a, a super special outlying piece of magic, which is the the tattoo. So yes. that could come, oh. come into play in healing her. We also have the idea of nanobots, although I think Ray took those with him to the seventies yeah. last week. So, uh, well, and that's that's the thing too is like whether it's uh, Lazarus Pit magic or some science that is so sciency that it's essentially magic. So sciency, um, so sciency. Oh wow! Yeah, we've discovered alchemy. <laughs> but like, we are also living in a universe that is rapidly expanding to include far more weird magical stuff than just the couple of things. Oliver rattled off. I guarantee you somewhere in this universe under some rock is something that could help them. Literally under a rock. It probably is. I mean, (laughs) based on what we've seen so far, especially on Arrow, it probably is literally under a rock. It's probably on the island somewhere. We do have uh, Oshin Gill in the chat saying, Curtis will probably figure something out. Yeah, and there's Curtis. (laughs) Yeah, where was he? Where has he been? We haven't seen him since the Christmas party. He's a chauffeur. Off screen. That's true, but we haven't actually seen him since the Christmas party. I miss that man. Yeah. Echo is a glorious human being, and I'd love more of him on screen. Yes. Somebody had mentioned in Twitter, um, Alicia Perez, Billie Jean girl, is asking about, what do I think about them dropping the name Oracle on the show? I think we knew they were going to do that. They weren't going to use it anyways for a while. It was a really good way to address something, because we could all see the oracle signs. We could see it coming down the pipe. We've talked about this several times. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so it was a really good way of saying, yes, we understand that these are your concerns and theories, and we're just doing it with a one-off Batman reference. Oracle is taken. 
And you just, it was a real, it was a perfect way just to say, yep, get it, got it, good, we're moving on. And it was, it too, like two things about that specifically. One, the name that they do use, Overwatch, I believe was something that was suggested by a fan. And I think it was a great idea. And it's really cool that, and you see more and more too, uh, a lot of the people making this stuff are, they're listening. You know what I mean? Like when you you put your thoughts and your opinions out there, they actually are listening. I think Overwatch is great. The Oracle reference, because I'm a huge, I'm wearing a Batman shirt right now. Um, I would say nerd, but I'm wearing a Steven Universe shirt, so. So I'm a huge (laughs) Batman fan, so obviously just the reference made me super happy, but then the fact that the name is already taken in that universe suggests the existence of the Bat family in that world. Will we ever mm-hmm. get to see them? I doubt it. Well, probably but not. I strongly doubt it. If if we don't get Amanda Waller on this show anymore, I doubt very strongly we're going to get <laughs> the Bat family anytime soon. We have this week's hashtag. Hmm. What? Uh, Stephanie Ormer, the Lazarus Pit causes hashtag leg rage. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That is this week's hashtag. Thank you, Stephanie, <laughs> for the ABTV Arrow hashtag of the week. We need a soundbite yes. for that now. Yeah, yeah. This is always a new one. Um, <laughs> let's actually talk about Amanda Waller since you brought her up. Um, she definitely. Dead. Oh, she's very dead. She dead. She's extremely she's dead. She, dead. I didn't see that one coming when it came. I, I jumped a little on my chair, like, oh, he really just no, no thought whatsoever, just. Boom! And then I went, yeah! I was, I was done with her. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, Amanda Waller is, is was, uh, not a nice person. No. No. Um, and her death did seem very <laughs> abrupt? abrupt, let's say, but, to me, much in the way that uh, with the way they killed off Deadshot on this show as well. I mean, they they had an episode in that case to build to it a little more directly. Right. But it was, I mean, I think we know if you've been following the the DC movie news at all, if you've seen the Suicide Squad trailer, you know that they're using Amanda Waller and right. Deadshot both in this movie. So to me, it felt very much like, well, that came out of nowhere when, in fact, where it came from is some higher up at DC Warner Brothers going, um, yeah, so uh, Viola Davis is Amanda Waller now, so you got to take yours and, I don't know, get, get rid, rid of, of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We're taking that toy out of your sandbox, but the way they set it up, I would say, in-world, is extremely believable and yeah. very well done. And yes. let's be honest, you work for Argus, you kind of assume that you will eventually go out in that sort of fashion. Right. We were just not expecting the pillar of Argus to go down like that. And so this is an organization that is going to need to fill that power vacuum very quickly. We don't know how or with whom, but I'm sure there's something in the comics that addresses it that I don't know about. I'm not even going to say that specifically. I'm just going to go the way uh, they played up Lila's role in the proceedings of this episode, the way Waller seemed to, despite what many of the things that she said and certainly uh, has done in the past, uh, Waller still trusted Lila with with the information that she trusted her with. It would seem to me like a really interesting way to make Lila more useful to everyone on an ongoing basis would be to have her step up into a more central command role at Argus. That, to me, would seem like the logical place to go, given the little bits that we got between the two of them in this episode. Agreed. do you really think that she would get back into I mean, obviously, she had said, and piggybacking off what you said as far as the setup of how this happened, for me, I liked it a lot, too, because it just reiterated who Amanda Waller is as a person, and the fact that, you know, you've got, what what was I saying, Joiner, right? Joiner. Joiner, okay. You've got Joiner killing people off, and and she's just like, go ahead, I don't care, and and Lila hopping in and just saying she really doesn't, like, that's one of the reasons why I quit, like, she has no value for human life. Cool. 
There goes your life. Peace. Like, I feel I like that was a really stupid thing to do on Lila's part. Just like, don't, don't say, don't, oh, oh. It was. What did but, you think he was gonna do after that? I <laughs> not, well, no, but I, you obviously didn't think he was gonna shoot her that quickly right. either. I'm, I'm talking in character here. No, it was a beautiful shock for the audience. That is one of those sudden deaths where it's actually fairly well done. Mm-hmm. And it's not the sort of thing where you sit there afterwards going, God, that was just for shock value, wasn't it? That was really cheap. That was well set up, well executed. There will be consequences. I think it was, yeah, well executed. Unintentional wordplay. Yeah. Let's talk about Shadow Spire, though. Oh, what did you want to say? I just wanted to uh, kind of address your thing real quickly. Address your thing. Yeah. Address the heck out of that thing. That got weird. But I think that. I think that uh, Lila would join, especially because Amanda Waller was the only thing that was keeping her from Argus. And so I think that it would be an opportunity for her to make Argus what she would want it to be, uh, like a force for good, kind of in the way that we wanted Oliver to do with the League of Shadows, but with a government organization. I agree with you completely. people we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, where's he? (laughs) But, uh, Off in a comic book somewhere, I guess. But um, ashes. but yeah, I feel like. But I feel like it's exactly that. I feel like unless somebody with Lila's moral compass takes over Argus, I think the best you can hope for is another Amanda Waller, right. and that's not great for most people. No, no. So we'll see. This is this uncharted territory. Do we have comics that have gone in this direction? Because I feel like we don't. Uh, ordinarily, Amanda Waller is a lot harder to kill than this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. nothing uh. can stand against a studio edict. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. So maybe uncharted territory it is. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's do Great. this. Who knows? You know say. Anyways. All right. Nobody knows. <laughs> let's go let's go into Shadow Spire a little bit more. Um going back to the fact that okay, first of all, we got these flashbacks with Andy to Diggle flashbacks, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> they were relevant. Oh and yeah. interesting. And yeah. so relevant in fact that they actually retroactively made the other flashbacks more relevant. Yep. Yeah. 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 That was nice. Good episode. After weeks of going, okay, the flashbacks were a thing that occurred, and hey, that's about 35 seconds of actual content. Now it's like, yeah. Hey, this matters. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just very interesting to see the origin of how everything went down with Diggle and with his brother. And um, I had a moment where Diggle, little Diggle, excuse me, was talking to Big Diggle. That just sounds Big weird. Dig. Oh, <laughs> big Diggle. Anyway, uh, and he's just saying, like, man, I ain't you. I never have been. And the whole time, the whole time, Big Diggle's been thinking that his brother has turned over a new leaf. But really, in essence, he's the same damn person trying to make money, trying to survive, take this, that, and the third. And um, it really made me feel like he hadn't changed at all coming to the present. Even though we have this whole fight where he comes with the plan and seems like old Diggle... There's too many Diggles. Too Diggle old, old and Diggle. And John. Diggle and Andy. Yes. Diggle but and Andy. But big I, dig, little dig. I, I like saying Big Diggle. <laughs> wow. No, big At diggle. least call it Diggle. Oh, big, my God. Diggle. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Point to all that. I just got distracted. Um, yes. But, yeah. <clears> I mean, <throat> <excuse> me. <laughs> kind of going off of that. I mean, just because 
Diggle uh, John, if you will, uh, made Andy really? go to the yeah. We, we will not. <laughs> we just since he he ma- just making him go to the army doesn't mean he's going to turn over a new leaf. It's like right. when when your parents make you go to church, and it's like, well, I mean, I, I'm here. I, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Don't mean I got to believe. You yeah. Know? <laughs> well, I like the idea too that. Yeah, maybe Andy really hasn't changed all that much, but I don't think Andy was ever a bad person so much as he was just a punk that fell in with a lot of really bad people. He seems very selfish. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I mean, selfish, absolutely. Oh, he's yeah. definitely he's definitely not looking out for anybody so much as he's looking out for a little little dig. But um, yeah, I don't think he was ever a bad guy, and I think you see that because I agree with you. I think he is the guy. We see at the end of this episode, and it finally, you know, we, we started over the past couple of weeks getting little pieces of him starting to come out of this shell that he was in. I think the guy we see tonight, the guy who helped Big Dig pull this plan off, is the guy that he was. I think that's him. And so he's not bad. He's just, you know, he's a punk. But even when his plan came to surface, and we didn't know yet that he was going to fight off... Oh, come on. You yeah, knew. No, honestly, honestly. You honestly thought that they betrayed him? Yeah, and I still think really? he's a butthole. Yeah, let me finish my <laughs> theory on this. So Please do. So, you know, obviously, big ol' and little, go, 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 go. We're having this situation where they're arguing over what to do when Lila's, you know, taken hostage. Sure. And the second that little Andy comes up and he's like, all you gotta do is put a gun to my brother's head, she'll tell you what you want. First of all, that plan is not necessarily going to work, and if it doesn't work, you just got your brother shot. And yeah, to be to be fair, this was immediately after he shot Amanda Waller in the head with very little provocation. Exactly. Yeah. So, A, bad idea. I already don't trust you. B, what if, in the moment, he chickened out and decided not to take down... What the heck is his name? Goin- Joiner. Joiner. I want to call him Goiner. Ooh. Goiner. Goiner. Sounds like huh? a Goiner right now. Um, <laughs> that he made sure yeah, because what if? Bad. There's yeah. that what if, and if things didn't work out the way he planned, you seriously put your brother in a whole lot of danger. So then when they bring Andy home for dinner, I'm going, Really? Is this a good idea? Because I feel like even though the intentions are good on both parties, somewhere in the future, he is now met your child and could possibly put her in danger. Hmm. I don't feel comfortable with that yet. I'm sorry. If you have a whole history of being deceiving and not trustworthy, blood-related or not, everything you've done up until this point has been betrayal, you do one good deed and all of a sudden everything is all forgotten? I, yeah. yeah. It is a risk. Second chances. But the flip side is, what's he, what's he going to do? your child. What's he going to do? Put him back in the cage? This is still his brother, and he still wants his brother back, even if it is a somewhat idealized version of Andy. I'm not going to bring him home right away. Well, see, I definitely see both points of view. I definitely, after what, yes, yes, it was. he was very instrumental in making sure that nobody but poor Amanda Waller got shot in the head. And that other nameless... <laughs> That yeah. person. A few nameless people died, so but they're nameless one. people. Um, he was very instrumental in that, and yes, it definitely represents a big step in the right direction. Would I immediately bring him to my home and have him meet my kid? No, but on the other hand, we have seen, we've talked about on this show, how this is really the one area in which 
Diggle starts to lose perspective and oh, judgment. Yeah. So I totally see him making that decision, if only because he really, really wants to believe that he's going to have that relationship with Andy again. Or he's not even, been wanting to believe. The right. whole show he's been wanting to believe. And every time he wants to believe, he's proven wrong. No, right. But Lila agreed to this as well. Well, yeah. that's her problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that it's not just Andy going off half cock and doing what the heck ever. His wife, who is ostensibly someone who can see a little clearer about the situation, also said, yes, give him that chance. Yes. So that does yeah. mean something. Well, I would also hope, too, that like there was a conversation that occurred off screen between uh, Diggle and Lila, which was something to, to the effect of, well downstairs before he comes up we're going to run several metal detectors over him you and I are going to be armed to the teeth and no one is taking their eyes off of the baby at any point but there was a security guard that came up with them it's not about the present it's not about thinking he's going to come and do something crazy then it's about now that this is established this little circle of trust in the future yeah you don't know what's possible now. Sure. That's that's what I'm talking about. Well, right? it definitely, uh, yeah. I think I think it's worth for them. Just speaking, trying to put myself in their in their place. I think it's definitely worth exploring the notion that we maybe can trust this person at some point. Right. I definitely would stagger these like trust events a little further apart than they seem to be so far. But I, I will say that like Diggle. The Diggle brothers' relationship uh, has reached another level in that, yes, Andy has done a lot of bad things in the past, but Andy and Diggle are also being completely upfront with each other now. It's not like Andy is putting on a show for him and Diggle is trying to uh, essentially police him into doing the right thing. Now they're they're essentially being... uh, completely 100 <laughs> uh they're being really uh upfront wow. and i think that that adds a little more trust to it because now they have nothing to lose in this relationship yeah wrapping up the flashback though i'm taking it back a few steps um interesting to see writer in the flashback as the head honcho for uh the, the shadow, shadow spy. Spy. no well that's what i was gonna say but yeah same thing. i was gonna say the opium turned let me get this really cool map. Was yeah. that the map of the island then? I'm pretty sure. I believe okay. so. Yeah. I believe that's what led him there in the first place. Thought so, but I was not certain. Yeah. Though, well, they call it right. It was calling it purgatory made me go like, all right, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That thing, right? That place, that nasty. Place. Oliver just calls it hell. Yeah. Why do we? Why do we, why do we keep going back to this terrible, terrible place? Um, you because know, we have five years of flashbacks oh, to get through. That's why nothing good happens there. We'll say, no. Oliver was also characteristically taking the blame for everything. Uh, and then with everything that happened with Felicity, he's blaming himself. I like the moment that he had with Laurel, and she said, you know, as your ex, let me just remind you, don't blame yourself. That was a great oh, moment. See, I like don't the blame moment yourself, had... but it's my fault. <laughs> Honey, this is, we just talked about this. <laughs> see, I like the moment he had with Laurel. He was like, last, last a couple of weeks ago when we were fighting Vandal yeah. Savage, Barry went back yeah. in time, and she goes, Hold up, what? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Barry can go back in time. Like, you should have led with that. <laughs> I do like that they're bringing that in. Because it seems like the events of the crossover, they have a crossover, and they, they just, just forget about alone. it for the rest yeah. of the season. Yeah. So I do love that that's playing into it. And I'm wondering if the, by the way, I have a small child thing 
will come back because that also seems to be like a yeah. once a year and then we forget about it thing. <laughs> and people did notice that Felicity was not wearing her ring in the limousine scene at the end of the. Oh, I'm going to talk about that in news and gossip. Yeah, that's okay. it's a thing. But I feel I just, like I yeah. feel like too now the existence of a multiverse means he could be like, oh, that was Earth. To Oliver's kid, we look alike. Yeah, My yeah. kingdom for Earth Two <laughs> doppelgangers to show up and I mean, Earth Two Oliver is dead. Yeah. We know right. this. It was Earth I would Three lo- <laughs> Oliver. He looks just like me. I would love to see some of the Earth Two doppelgangers for like Barrowman's doppelganger, or like the person who became Ra's al Ghul, who in Earth 2 is someone else entirely. No, wait, they would have been dead like a couple hundred Ooh. years ago. Never mind. Other people, though. So, someone. Earth 2 Tommy. Uh, oh, Earth man! That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I just blew the audio levels on that. But <laughs> yes! Approved! Sign me up. Writers, get on that. I don't know. Can we make a petition? <laughs> um, really quickly, can I ask you to check the hashtag, see if there's anything anybody there wants to... There have been many, many things in the hashtag, and there was something in the chat, like, 15 minutes ago, and I will need to find the names, but one person was wondering what the Rubicon was, and another was wondering if it um, meshed. I'm doing the hand gesture oh. here because I can't... Played into Genesis. Ooh, is Rubicon part of our know. magic Nazi corn? We just magic don't Nazi know. I'm, I'm scrolling up to try and find the names so I can credit people accordingly, but yes. I, I don't know for sure, but it also seems like if not, this was a very big detour to take. Yeah, we have Joyce Strangman was the one wondering what Rubicon was, and Aylan Mendoza wondering if they're connected. Thank you, connected. That's a good word. To Genesis. <laughs> hey, that word. Couldn't come up with connected. Could come up with fun little hand gestures, but couldn't do connected. <laughs> wow. That's Bob, do you guys think, though, this is the end of what we're going to see of Shadowspire, or do you think that they're going to come back? I think this is just the beginning of Shadowspire, because when we first meet uh, Alan, he made it seem as if uh, all of Argus was compromised, or at least, like, there were people he couldn't trust in there. So I think Ooh. it's gonna be kind of like a, not to spoil anything, but a Winter Soldier-type yeah. thing, where uh, we're gonna see more Shadow Spire people popping up in Argus. Just a that side note. That interesting. Yeah. That I wanted to point out that I thought was really disgusting. Um, so, <laughs> gentlemen, Alan? Yes. Alan, who got killed at the very beginning, and you know he's missing a few fingernails. Is that yeah. the same guy? Okay. Mm-hmm. Fingernails, eyeball, whatever. And then later on, when everybody's watching out and they break into Argus, you guys notice how the eyeball fell, right? Yeah. Yeah. At first, I watched this episode twice. First time, I was like, ew, that was random. Then I realized <laughs> the second time, because you know I take notes and I look up and look down. Second time when I actually watch it without taking notes, I was like, Oh, they used that to get into the building. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so the, so the first time you watched it, you were like, wow, these guys are mean. And they're dropping eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I was taking notes and I didn't realize that they used the eyeball to scan and you see Alan's picture and the obviously not Asian guy that walks in. Right. I just was looking down, looked up, and I saw an eyeball fall as people go running into a room. And I was like... Did they just drop just, that from earlier? What, like someone just had a weird choice. This was. I did. <laughs> I think really that just did. the eyeball dropping was hysterical. <laughs> like, don't need that anymore. <laughs> yeah, though you probably do. You're getting in the front door, guys. There are other doors. <laughs> yes, and they-, they all seem to be made of glass, and they just shot through them. <laughs> yeah. Your aesthetics are not helping your security. <laughs> Speaking of aesthetics, though, let's talk about some of the fight scenes. Fight scenes never, ever let down, ever in this show. They have so 
good. Especially like we've talked about too, like this season, and it, they were always great, but this season they seem to have really taken their their stunt and fight choreography to another level completely, and to the point where watching. I mean, and again. I, I'm a gigantic nerd, so literally, if all the show was every week was like four minutes of the Green Arrow, Speedy, and the Black Canary just running around hitting people, that'd be I'm in. I'm in every single week for that, probably three times. Um, th- those sequences end up becoming the highlight of many episodes for me because it is so much fun and so comic booky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will say though, Diggle got laid into really, really good. Yes. At one point, like just blow after blow after blow, and then they bring him in. Um, gosh, doggy, Goiner, Joiner, Joiner, Joiner. Why is your name so hard for me? Anyway, the scene where they bring him into the room with Joiner, um, I'm like, you just got the crap beat out of you. There's no way you should be standing. He just walks in there. He's just like, okay, I've had worse. Like, your arms off. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. <laughs> um, also, am I the only one who uh, I think completely forgot until tonight that Diggle's code name is Farton? Yeah, okay. Thank you for bringing that up. that more? Yeah, well, no. I forgot when about that, that completely. When did that, did I just not pay attention? It definitely happened. Yeah. And I, I mean, couldn't tell you when anymore. Around when he first got the mask. Yeah. And then they kind of dropped it a little bit. Um, and I think they, the last time we heard it was when they were kind of going through uh, code names and Felicity was like, oh, what a code name. I think that was the last time we had heard it, but like, it's not a frequent thing because everyone calls him John or Diggle. In, and in I your feel mind. Like we need it more now, especially since we have Overwatch. Like, okay, everyone has code names. We have mitigated this security risk. See, I, I, sorry, I just, I like that in Tari's. Uh, uh, imagination, the role of Felicity is played by Jerry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You were saying? Yeah. No, no, I was just, I, I, the name Spartan, unless it's a comic book reference that I'm just not aware of, it to me came out of left field. Like, I would love for them to have a reason for giving somebody that particular name, whether it be Spartan or, I don't know, like, well, Arrow and Canary are the only ones with actual reasons for their name. Right. And at the moment, Canary's inherited. Speedy's just, I've been calling you that since you were a kid. Yeah. Right, but it makes sense. Well, like, I've been calling you that since you're a kid versus one day I'm just going to be like, Diggle Spartan is great because it's like a Trojan. I think it's in the Dude, way, it's, yeah. I think it's in reference to the way that his mask is with the like, the T-ish kind of shape oh, to it. Oh, and oh. Yeah. Um, also, he's like the big beefy dude in, in their team. So, like, he's he's a Spartan, brah. Brah. Oh, excuse me. He's brah. the warrior. Oliver's the ranger. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. How the heck does that make Thea? Is she the rogue? This is where you start losing me. Like, I can follow you about this far. <laughs> and then I'm like, a, a what? D&D terminology. I'm putting everyone in classes now. Is level six mage? Is a mage a thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes, a mage is a thing, and I'm also figuring out what Felicity would be. Support mage, possibly. Okay. Yeah. Gets the doors open. Life is good. I'm just Our, happy that a mage is a thing. Anyway. No, no, no. I was just saying, guys, I know we're shortly going to be running out of time soon, so anything else that we left out that we need to cover before we start to wind things down? Mm-hmm. I just got some fun stuff on Twitter. But, yeah. like... I would just say that I'm sad that we didn't um, get a uh, Die Hard-style adventure with Diggle in the... Uh, God, the, yes. the that is the fence. same thought that I had when Andy was talking about my brothers crawling around through the air vents. I, like, really wanted to cut into the vent and see Diggle, like, crawling along with, like, a lighter <laughs> in his hand. And so I'd be like, yeah, John, come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. That would have been amazing. <laughs> yes. Anyway. 
we have from Vern on Twitter, wasn't Oliver murdering people for at least six months? We should give Andy a chance to redeem himself. Ah. Fair point. There's that. We have Ryan Craig on Twitter saying, I feel like they treated the first annual crossover like a trip to Vegas. (laughs) 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 Which is possibly the best analogy I've heard about that. Thank you very much. And then William Williams saying, you don't need to explain a reason why they come up with their code names. And a couple of people in chat, uh, Winter's Beauty and Kimmy Douglas saying, Felicity called him that when they were on the rescue mission for Ray because she couldn't say Diggle because Curtis was with them. Right. So she couldn't drop his name. But why that name? Because it was the first thing yeah. she this came like, up with. Yeah, on the spot. I mean, fair. And if Felicity's that, a terrible improviser. Yeah, then I'll tell you. Yeah, that's true. Like they don't. They don't have. She is the closest thing they have to a Cisco, but they don't have a Cisco. They need a Cisco who can name everything for them. She just needs to call. You know, Cisco's yeah, like, but, "What do you mean you named him Spartan? I, I was improvising. It was on the spot. I couldn't think of anything else. Yeah, but Spartan." I mean, come on. Well, that's the thing. I, I want said, this conversation I said in the they, DVD extras. Yeah, I said they need a Cisco as if, if the writers were so inclined, they couldn't just call Cisco every week. Yeah. <laughs> we have a guy who does this. Does he wear a specific color? Why the heck are you asking? Because I have a really good idea, but it only works if he wears red. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. I think it's time we take it into some of our news and gossip. TV News. Alright, so I'm going to go into my news. We definitely have pictures. We have a fun video tonight while we're getting all that pulled up. Let me pull up my situation here on my notes. Okay, so really quick. The note uh, about people noticing that there is no ring on Felicity. So I have a quote here from Stephen Amell that says, The fact is, Felicity is not wearing her ring in the flash forward scene, and that was not a mistake. Spoiler alert, I probably messed up. I, so they, he does a meme Monday on his page, and everyone does memes, and it's beautiful. And that was the, I probably messed it up, and then someone photoshopped, I have a kid underneath it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah that's probably a good totally reason. A three, we look a lot I mean, I don't know. That's a whole. This will, that, 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 I'd love this to hear Stephen Amell hit those octaves. <laughs> yeah. He's just so backed into a corner, and his voice just keeps rising. Anyway. That, that'll be a long conversation. Uh, anyways, okay. So, really quick pictures that I'm pulling up. So, y'all know Stephen Amell loves doing T-shirt campaigns. He's such a big, big supporter in any type of charity work. So, he is challenging for those of you guys who don't know, uh, WWE fan. This is Elijah Man- Mainville, hopefully I say it right, and um, he's a huge fan of WWE. He's also battling stage four cancer right now, and so in order to raise funds, they're doing a t-shirt campaign. This is the t-shirt. This is a little picture of him that you guys can take a look at, um, and I do know, let's see if I can pull up my little situation here. Uh, Stephen Amell has issued another challenge to WWE superstar Stardust, this time saying that he would auction off his WWE Slammy Award to benefit Drax Shadow, which is this young man's code name. Only Stardust has to give it back first. What? So, anyways, oh, cool. the, the award. Yeah, but anyways, okay. there's a flashback for y'all when they first did their situation. Okay, next picture is just a fun picture. 
of uh, oh, John Barrowman's Just doing Barrowman stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Everybody, everybody on cast <laughs> is looking real nice and happy, with the exception of Paul Blackthorne, who just looks not pleased at all, and then Stephen Mell, who's probably the only one who really realizes... There's What's a going on? Oh, no, back I there. think I think Blackthorn is aware that something is wrong, <laughs> and he doesn't quite know what it is, but he can feel it. Yeah, <laughs> he's got good enough peripheral vision to be able. Just to. like I just see white, just a just, flash just of white on the side of just my like, head no. with the accent. Oh, is it video time? Okay, guys, I did not know bad Stephen Amell fan, bad that he was such a great singer. And, uh, you know, that Disney movie that drives me... I love Disney. The one movie that drives me crazy. You have the context for this, right? Yes. Heroes and Villains Fan Fest, which was snowed out on Saturday. Yes, I do know this. Yes, awesome. Point of the story is... is, This is the best song in that entire movie, and Stephen Amell is going to share with us. Oh, just kidding. Give me one sec. In the meantime, (laughs) we're going to read some iTunes reviews because you are all lovely human beings and we really super appreciate it. And I wasn't kidding about if you leave a review, it gets read on the show. So we have My Fangirl Venting Place by Baby Cakes. I love watching this partially because it makes me think more about the show and new theories and partially because it gives me a place to fangirl when my friends don't watch the episode on time. Amazing by The Killer, and you have a bunch of numbers after your name that I'm not even going to start with. Uh, this is my favorite podcast in the world. Aww. Highlight by the longest keyboard smash I've ever seen in my life. Um, this podcast is the highlight of my week. I look forward to hearing the different viewpoints on my favorite show. Uh, Tangents Galore by I Love Arrow 012. It's all in caps, which is why we got the voice. Yeah. Uh, keep up the great work, guys. Love everything about this after show. And Nazi Corn FTW by Stephen Dan 77. Love the after show and always listen to before the next episode of Arrow comes on. Nice. Thanks, you guys. Oh, yeah. Amazing. All right, good to go. Yay, let's watch awesome. the video. <laughs> oh, wait, this is the other video. Just kidding. This is, uh, I'm okay with this. Phantom. Is he filming or pulling up lyrics for him? Probably lyrics. lyrics. Your spirit star to soar. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I like the little thing he did with his hand. <laughs> As you've never lived before. <laughs> and then Barrowman takes over. Yeah. So if you want to check out the rest of that, you can find it on YouTube. Steven, do we have the other video by chance? Uh, this is the only one I was sent. Oh, no. Okay, well, next week, we'll hear Stephen Amell sing Frozen, because it's just really super cute. Maybe it'll be a little warmer by then. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to feel the snowman? Okay. It doesn't Yikes. have to be a snowman. No. Okay, anyways. That, okay? I'll, I'll take it. You okay, know what? Less. Do you want to get fired off of this podcast? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into predictions, guys. <laughs> All right, who the wants to pink tonight? Who, who wants to predict first? We know the we cal- have the calculator next episode, and I re- distinctly remember being in an after show when we found out that was going to happen, and absolutely laughing our butts off at the name the calculator. 
Do we want to take bets as to whether or not he is Felicity's father? I'm going with no. Yeah, yeah I don't no. think so either. Although Felicity's father is supposed to come sometime this season. I didn't read any confirmation, but I read some talk about this episode that leads me to believe there is some connection there. Really? I mean, he does seem like her, like, nemesis. Because they, they're both basically having a hack off the whole episode, it looks off. like. And so <laughs> I think that would be a really interesting t- turn of events if he does end up being her father. Uh, but being the calculator... <laughs> she wins the nickname game. Yeah. yeah. She definitely wins the nickname Well, we game. do know... Oh, okay, but going off of what you said, though, we do know that her father is a villain, though, right? That's what I thought. And I couldn't cite a source for this, but I remember reading that somewhere. Hmm. Uh, we do have EJ Matter in the chat saying he is, they confirmed it. Huh. Um, can you send us a link in the hashtag, really? guys? Because I, I like to be able to cite my sources. That also seems like an odd thing to confirm wholesale before the episode airs. But- a little wild. Yeah, I more than one person in the chat saying it's confirmed. Seriously, right. ABTV Arrow, send us a link with whatever interview or whatever has this confirmation, because I would like to see this. Hold on. They're updating the wiki right now. Uh, <laughs> do you guys have any other predictions? Because we are winding out of time. Let's throw them out there real quick. Come on. Not go. particularly. It just looks like it's going to be a really interesting sort of hackathon. Hackathon. Yeah. I just want to see John Barman again come back. And like we were saying before, Curtis, come back. I want to see yes. him. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's not a prediction And Roy's coming back yeah. at some point yes. in life. Isn't it supposed to be supposed to be 14, right? Is it? I think it is. 14 okay. or 15. Something like and what did we just hit? This was... 10? 11? I don't know. Uh-huh. We're a great house. Yeah. So it'll be I'll a just, bit. I'll, I'll maintain my prediction of Lila taking over Argus and Argus having infiltrators. Yeah. Bam. What yeah. is, that's like, it. the Winter Soldier yeah. thing? Yeah. And then Shield. that would essentially make her the Coulson, would it not? Yeah. Yes. Oh. be great. Yeah. It'll be good. very hands-on. Yeah. <laughs> Are we good? Are we golden, guys? I'm taking us home. Uh, yes. Never go We're like golden. No. Let's go We're home. golden. Last prediction of the night's Felicity will walk again. It's not a complicated prediction, but I just... I know. She's going to walk again. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We had so much fun chatting with you in the live chat. And make sure to subscribe to AfterBuzz TV and, of course, to Boys in Beauty on YouTube. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm Allie Coder Bradford, and thank you for joining us. Say goodbye to everybody else. I'm Lex Michael, all over social media at the Lex Michael. I'm also on a bunch of shows here, including Legends of Tomorrow. Join us tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Pacific for episode two. Time travel. <laughs> and I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T-E-U-R-I-J-A-Y. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaje. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I am on so many of the shows. Star Wars Rebels, Muppets back. Muppets is back next week. Blindspot comes back at the end of the month. And guys, if you're in San Antonio for PAX South this weekend, I will be there. Come say hi. Yay! Alright, good night, everybody. See you next week. Mwah, 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 mwah. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.